welcome to this week's episode of the Student Spin Podcast. I'm Kimberly, and this is my co-host, Sarah. It's Wednesday, August 28th of 2020, and we've got so many interesting things to discuss this week. As always, please remember that any opinions given on what we discuss are simply our own opinions and not those of our sister production, the Six Mile Post, or of Georgia Highlands College. So, Sarah, what do you have in school news today? Uh, so there's a lot of things coming in through the um, student email. So first off, I encourage you to check that so you can stay up to date on what's going on. But there's going to be a virtual student success workshop um, where you can meet with an academic advisor. You can meet fellow students. You can learn more about GHC resources and also get tips for being successful in college. So. If you'd like to join that, the last workshop is going to be tomorrow, September 3rd at 5.30 p.m. You can register via this for the session in um, Navigate. So I'd encourage you to check that out if you're feeling a little lost, if you're a freshman this year and with COVID, you're feeling a little disoriented of being this fall. Um, the first speaker is Carl Ulysses Brown, and he's a master tailor, and he's going to be speaking on September the 16th at noon to 1 p.m., and this speaker series is in preparation for the new associate's degree in entrepreneurship that will be coming in spring 2021. So that sounds really exciting. I think that's going to be an awesome, just awesome to hear these people speak and get some tips about if you're um, wanting to start your own business, if you kind of had that mindset. So yeah, definitely check that out. And once again, check your student email. There's lots of good things coming in every day, resources and lots of just fun and helpful things to check out. All right, so on to our local news. Um, <clears throat> this week I've um, broken it down into the four counties that Georgia Highlands College has um, campuses in. So hopefully this will be interesting to some of y'all that don't necessarily live in Floyd County like we do. Um, so in Cobb County, um, this is in re relation to teachers and social media posts, which is big around the country right now. So this comes from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Cobb schools are reviewing a teacher's post on social media um, about Jacob Blake being shot. Um, the teacher is Carol Demel. She's an orchestra director at Lasseter High School. Um, she made a post that basically was saying that he had been, she was upset that the police were getting in trouble for shooting a man that she believed to have a record. Mm -hmm. um, now the AGC did say that um, they have debunked this. What the record they're speaking of is what he was actually charged with. They have vacated those charges. Now why they vacated him doesn't mean he didn't do it or he did do it. It just, they vacated the charges um, after he was shot. Um, so there's a little bit of controversy over her um, post. The school is reviewing it. So she may end up losing her job over this post. So y'all be careful. Um, I know a lot of people are going into education these days, um, but really any job you go into, be aware that what you post on social media can come back to bite you in the rear um, and you can lose your job for it. So just be very, very careful. Um, in Paulding County, we have Fox 5 News says that a 41-year-old Richard Harris um, shot twice in one day. Um, and this relates to pretty much everybody because it involves police and mental illness. Um, 
So I personally believe that people, you know, police should be trained to deal with those with mental illness because it, it is an entirely different situation and it can escalate very, very quickly if they're not trained properly. Um, but now this man has not been diagnosed with anything that we know of. His mo- mother had just told the Fox 5 News that um, he had been having trouble and mental health issues since his divorce. Um, and he was acting in an erratic manner. Um, he tried to break into the neighbor's home. And then several hours later, the neighbor's husband got into a fist fight with him. And when he started to come at the wife, the wife shot him in the abdomen. The man then went home. The police arrived with paramedics. And when the police arrived, he came at the deputies with a sword. Um, They did try a non-lethal way to subdue him at first. And when that did not work, they did shoot him. He is in stable condition. He did not die. Um, The Daily Tribune News um, said that Bartow County 4-H presented their annual awards virtually um, during a drive-through ceremony that was streamed live on YouTube. I know we did that here in Floyd County as well, Floyd County 4-H. As y'all know, you listen rarely. My my kids have been involved with 4-H for years and years, and I used to volunteer with them, and I worked for them for a while. Um, They have really adapted well um, to the pandemic and trying to keep kids involved and um, moving their awards ceremony. So I thought that was a really cool way to adapt is to have the drive-through ceremony. They had a whole, I know in Floyd County, they had a whole um, setup outside the office building um, with a backdrop and everything. Um, And they would come and, you know, take a picture of you um, with your award or whatever, and then you'd keep going and they just everybody kind of drove through so that's pretty cool and in Floyd County Floyd County schools just made an announcement that they are requiring masks at all of their sporting events Mm. this caused great controversy in our county people some people are ecstatic about this they think it's a great idea and other people are extremely upset um I know of at least one mom that's a softball mom she's very upset because she's like you know I have to sit out there in 93 degree weather for hours watching my kid play softball um, when they're already outside and spaced and everything else. So um, she's very upset by this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how, I don't like wearing, um, as y'all know, I don't like wearing a mask to begin with. I do wear them if a, if a business requires it. And that's a big thing with me is I do not want my government mandating me to wear a mask. But if a school or a business asks me to wear a mask, especially if they supply it. And I do have a mask that I wear to school that I bought like a cloth one that I wash. Um, but if it's, you know, if the business requires it, that's completely different to me and I will wear it in there. I try to get in and out as quickly as possible. Um, I don't know about wearing them outside. I would rather just social distance outside as opposed to having to wear a mask, especially in the heat that we have. It can cause some serious respiratory issues. So, I know A couple of weeks ago, I went to the world's longest yard sale, and mm-hmm. obviously it's outside in the southern heat and tried to wear my mask for as much as I could, but there reached a point where myself and my family members that were with me, we were all trying to wear masks. One, because there were lots of people, you know, we're getting very close to them. And then it just, the heat, there was so much humidity and just getting all trapped around your face. I know we did eventually pull off our masks, but at that point we tried to just make sure 
we were keeping our distance from other people. If there yeah. were a lot of people, we would just avoid that table or. Yeah. yeah I can see how that brings up concerns because um, it is very hot and it's already hard to breathe for some people out in this heat. Mm-hmm. So putting on a mask. Yeah, it's just. I think, I think it would just be easier to do practice social distancing outside right. than try to require people to wear masks. So especially since you're outside, that's going to be extremely hard for a school to enforce. Right, right. So. Once again, I think okay. if you're able to wear a mask outside and you feel you should, then go ahead and do that. But if Absolutely. You, if you know someone's in distress, they're having a hard time breathing, it would just be a good time to practice patience keep your distance exactly know. yes absolutely yeah. so on to world news Sarah what you got for us so I've got a couple of world news stories um, the first one I thought when I first saw this article yesterday I thought it was like satire I thought it was just a funny article and then I read it and it's actually a serious article but on Sunday August 30th two separate airline pilots of two separate planes were flying into LAX to land and they both cited a guy in a jetpack is uh, one of the quotes from the pilots. And so the FFA and the FBI are investigating those reports. But as of now, there are no definitive answers as to why this man was seen spotted flying around in a jetpack. That is the coolest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> the Guardian, my first thought was of any Marvel fans was of Tony Stark. When yes. Flying by. I think it maybe it's one of the first second Iron Man. I'm not really sure. He's flying by and one of the pilots is like, uh, what was that? So that's why I was like, okay, is this just like a funny article? But apparently it's an actual thing, but no one knows who he is, why he was flying around in a jetpack. Like, did he have air clearance? Probably not, because nobody was aware he was there. So Right. And well and that brings up the question if we get to the point where we, where we have jetpacks and things. How do you work that into air flight and all the rest of it? Like, are you going to have to turn in a, a flight pattern like you would with a plane? Or, I mean, I've always had those questions about flying cars as well. And, you know, how people drive on the ground. I don't know that I want them flying in the air and falling out of the sky. I would so I would imagine it would be if we ever reach that point, you're going to have to have flight patterns. And yeah. I would imagine you're not going to be flying quite as high. I mean, there are uh, flying cars that exist. It just hasn't. They haven't been manufactured to a point that um, it's mainly people that build them themselves. So, Uh, yes, he was, I think it said he was 300. Oh, was it 300 feet? That doesn't sound right. 300 yards in the air. How do you, my question is, how do you do that? And no one knows. I have no idea. Like if I see a man in a jetpack, I'm going to be like (laughs) posting on social media. We're going to have pictures of you. Like. So, yeah, there's it'd be no, interesting to see where he launched from if they saw him near the airport. Right. There's no answers as the FBI, the FFA are looking into that. I thought that was a pretty cool story. That is awesome. And then today, August 2nd, um, Germany has confirmed that Alexei, hopefully I pronounced this man's name right, Alexei Navalny, a Russian opposition politician, was poisoned. And Mr. Navalani fell ill while he was in Russia's Siberia region and was airlifted 
to Berlin and during that flight fell into a coma and his team confirmed that he was poisoned. They are saying it was on President Putin's orders. And of course, the Kremlin denies this. That's via the BBC. So that's um, kind of what is the big story in the world news headlines today as to just is Russia going to own up to this? So far, they're not. Investigations will be launched and just... What will the next steps be? It's yeah. all very... I read that. I read that article earlier this week, and yeah, I think they poisoned him in his tea. Um, I believe that's what happened, and he, um, I, I would, just my opinion, <laughs> I would guarantee it came from President Putin. Yeah, <laughs> I would guarantee it. It's not like the a, first time that this has happened. Yeah. Um, this nerve, it was a nerve agent, and that was actually used to poison a former Russian spy and his daughter back in 2018. And they were actually living in the UK when they were poisoned. So yeah. it's all very interesting. It all sounds very much like something from a spy movie. Yes. Very well. So it'll be interesting to see how this pans out and how that works with Russia's relationship with the rest of the world. So, All right. So on to good news. So I have discovered a good news website, actually. So if you are ever wondering, you know, you go through your day, you listen to the news, you're like, guys, anything good happening in the world, you can go to www.goodnewsnetwork.org. Um, they've got nothing but good stories that they search out over the world. Um, some are funny, some are heartwarming, um, some are just nice things. Um, so the one I have for you today is they're an Ecuadorian couple have been married 79 years and they have been named the world's oldest living couple. They are Julio Cesar Mora Tapia. He is 110 years old and Waldramina McClovia Quinteras, who is 104 years old. They said I do on February 7th of 1941. They have five children, 11 grandchildren, 21 great-grandchildren, and nine great-great-great-grandchildren. Their advice for a long marriage is that the secret formula is love and maturity and mutual respect. So I thought that was really, really sweet. That's awesome. Well, my good news story, um, it's good news for me, good news for those who are Star Star Wars fans. Uh, Mandalorian is officially coming to Disney Plus on October 30th. So if you have been waiting for some new content because it seems like everything has been canceled as far as network TV, then I encourage you to get Disney Plus, watch, binge watch Mandalorian season one so you can watch season two. It's really great. I know you'll enjoy it if you're a fan of Star Wars or just action or just want to see something new. So I'm very excited about that. Which kind of ties into our music and movie picks. Um, So I recently went to the movie theaters on Monday. Went to the AMC in Cartersville. Um, We were required to wear masks, but it was very... We could take the mask off if we were eating or drink, eating popcorn, drinking something in the movie theater. And so it was very clean, very safe. My boyfriend and I got there very early and no one was there. So we had prime pick of our seats. Um, That's awesome. The rows, every other row is blocked out. So it is very limited seating. 
Um, but we went to go see Tenet. It's a really awesome movie. My brain is still kind of doing backflips. I'm not really sure everything I watched. If you're familiar with Christopher Nolan, you know he likes to put a lot of turns and twists and make you really think through his films. So I encourage you to go see that if you are feeling up to going to the movie theaters. Um, and then also I've been watching a show called Superstore, which is not a new show, but it's very funny. It's got, um, oh, what's her name? I just blanked. Anyways, it's a comedy about <laughs> a supermarket and it's, it's really funny. It's just been really entertaining. I love to be able to watch something funny, especially during all this time when so many crazy things are going on. So I encourage you to watch that if you haven't. It's on Hulu if you have that streaming service. All right. So for my what to watch, um, I recently watched a movie called Six Souls. Um, it was it was released in 2010. It's an older movie, but it's one I hadn't even hadn't even been on my radar. Um, it's got Julianne Moore, who is a forensic psychiatrist, and Jonathan Riss Myers, who appears at first to be a mental health patient with possible multiple personality disorder. Um, and she is when she you know they have kind of disproven multiple personality disorder theory. And so she does not believe in it and is there to disprove. Um, her father is the one that brings, you know, he manages a health mental health facility. And so, um, and does kind of the same job she does. And so he calls her in to um, see if she can disprove it. And um, so it's a, it's a really good thriller movie um, if you like thrillers. And then, and I think that was on, I don't know what that was on. It may have been on Netflix. It was either on Netflix or Tubi. And what was um, the name? Huh? What was the name of it? It's called Six Souls. Six Souls. Yeah. Um, it would either be on Netflix, Hulu, but I don't think we turned on Hulu and, or, um, Tubi or something like that. One of those streaming services. Um, as far as music, um, I'm really loving the search by NF. Um, it talks about mental health and depression. It's a great song. Um, and then if you haven't ever heard creep by Radiohead, need to hear it. It's an awesome song. All right. Well, anything else, Kimberly? I don't have anything. I guess we're done for today. We will see y'all in a couple of weeks. And I look forward to what we get to talk about next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.